Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hey everyone, welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 161. This is Russ, and it's a light crew tonight with myself, Aaron, and Craig. Hello. Hello. Jim is on assignment <laughs> for another HHW LOD network podcast this evening. He's so, in Metropolis uh, tonight. I'm sorry, Gotham. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. We will make sure he is back for the finale. So it'll be all hands on deck for the finale. Um, we will make sure even if we have to, even if we have to reschedule, we will all be, be available for the finale. Um, before we get rolling for tonight, I think, Craig, you wanted to remind the listeners of a contest we've got rolling on. Yeah, thanks. You know, actually, we set this up uh, last week because, you know, Aaron has been so generous and donated a copy of the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead special edition Blu-ray to a lucky winner or, or someone of our Facebook group. So we decided to create a poll. We've got some great participation already. And really, the poll is who you think, as the listeners, is going to be killed in the next episode, the final episode of this season of The Walking Dead. It's pretty tight right now. We've got, as of the time of this recording, 17 people in uh, voting for Carol, uh, 15 voting for Glenn. Daryl's got 12. That's kind of the three-way kind of leaders right there. Um, Other is six. Morgan is three. And Maggie is two. So really, uh, it's a mixed bag. You can get your vote in right up until the minute uh, of the airing of next week's episode of the season finale of The Walking Dead. So you can wait. You can you can think about it for another week or so, but get your vote in. That way you have a chance to win the Blu-ray. We'll pick at random from the winning group. So let's say you voted for Carol and she ends up getting it. We're not, not spoiling anything, just saying if you're part of that group, we'll pick one at random and that way you can win the uh, the prize. So pretty cool and, and thanks for the participation. But if you haven't voted, get on the Facebook page and vote. Yeah, it's a Excellent. it's a it's a good Blu-ray to to get. By the way, I mean, as much as I'm somewhat ambivalent on Fear of the Walking Dead, I I do like a well-stocked Blu-ray. So I mean, it's a it's a nice prize to have. Yes, not too much on the news front. Uh, I guess the Walking Dead uh, video game, the Telltale game, the Michonne episode two drops this week, uh, which I haven't uh, I I still haven't uh, gone back and and gotten that one yet. So I may just wait till all three parts come out and probably just play it at once. Uh, and I guess the other thing is the finale. And I I, I want to think that we knew this already, but the f- next week's finale is going to be 90 minutes. I think we more That's or less correct. assumed that that would be the case, but I don't, I don't yeah. think it was actually confirmed until like – It's, you know, re- it's now recently. confirmed. Yeah. It's the yeah. kind of thing you expect, I guess, especially this season, which had like multiple 90-minute episodes. You're like, all right, let's <laughs> keep this train going, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny because uh, FX does that a lot. You know, they had like several episodes of Justified that were ninety. Well, FX doesn't they even had... like FX is so like liberal and they're like, all right, you like yeah. just do whatever you want. Like, I think like I don't. I never watched Sons of Anarchy, but I'm aware like some episodes were like you know super long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just be like, wow, that's that's a all right. That that's what they're doing, huh? Or like random ones they just go over their time and not even their yeah, their like, time, but just they just do what they do. 
Yeah, it's. I guess they figure, well, we're just repeating this episode right after this one anyway, so you know what difference does it make? Uh, but yeah, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. I think the last the last two seasons, I think were, I think most, I think almost half the episodes were like ninety minute episodes. It was kind of crazy. Sell more commercials. I mean, if that's their hot show, sure, yeah, yeah. Especially final season too, you know, because everybody's tuned in to see how it ends. So. Yeah, so we'll get a 90-minute episode next week, so that'll be interesting. Lot lot to do. Um, so we'll just dive right into this week's episode, uh, Season 6, Episode 15, East. Uh, the appropriately named title, East. Um, and it had... So this it kind of starts out with this montage, and, you know, like everything with The Walking Dead, it's like, okay... Uh, Everybody seems fairly happy. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of doing their thing. We see, obviously, based on last week's episode, we knew that Carol was kind of, uh, you know, kind of making her way. So we see her sewing her jacket, which uh, I thought that was brilliant because at the time I had no idea what was going on there. But it, it came to light, obviously, later, which uh, when we get to the Carol part a little later, I'm, 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 I'll be curious to, see, to have a discussion about that because I'm, uh, I, I, I'm very perplexed when it comes to Carol in these last few episodes um, and, and really what's going on with her. Uh, but, you know, we kind of, we kind of see how everything's going. We get that scene with Glenn and Maggie where she's in the shower and you can see all the bruises uh, on, you know, on kind of on her side and on her back and everything. Yeah. That, took, lower a, back. that took a dark turn from like, Hey, we're in the shower together to, uh, Oh my God, look at all these things that you're <laughs> on your back. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to all this happy, uh, uh, uh Johnny cash music. And, oh God. <laughs> <Get> some- <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and given where this episode ends, it, it, I don't know if that was maybe foreshadowing. I'm assuming. Uh, uh I don't know if that wait, was mean the bruises, the bruises on, on Maggie. Yeah. 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 I mean, I uh, guess that there could be a, res- a result from the things that happened. Like, that's fair, sure. I guess. No, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. It, it's funny. I was listening. I won't I won't get into details, but I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about an episode from a few weeks back, and they're, they're like, funny, the, the show doesn't usually use music like that. They've done it a few um, times this season. Like yeah. That. And I was like, what show are you watching? Because they do that all the time. They, but, like, but they do it so but, seamless. They, he didn't even realize it. They just mix they, it in. I guess. This season in particular, though, I mean, there's there. Yes, there's been there's been music in the past on this series, but there does seem to be kind of a, a chipper attitude to some of the songs being chosen for the various montages we've gotten this season. Yeah. Like remember Carol's yeah. cookie baking montage or yeah. whatnot. Like there's just things like that that stay. Or even like last week had a montage of a the every day and whatever. Like there's a lot of montages this season, by the way. <laughs> Aaron, I think yeah. you said it, Aaron, last week. You said they, they're developing their own artistic style, the, yeah. the show. It's kind of getting into that groove. We are seeing a lot more of these montages, these little – and you know what? It's smooth that way. You put some song on. You get a little bit of glimpse of Glenn and Maggie. Okay, you see what they're doing. You see what Carol's up to. You see what's going on at the guard tower. Like it's nice. It's just a kind of a little, okay, here we are. It, it, it kind of sets the tone for the whole episode. It's not a clunky way of doing it. I do like it. But getting back for a second, the cold open. Oh yeah, it was actually very short. Yeah. I mean, that was a quick it, one. It, yes, it was very. It, yeah, so all this you're describing was actually after the credits. Surprisingly, the cold open was just this weird little flash forward with the the car with the bullet hole through the windshield and blood dripping on the ground, the spikes, and you hear Carol in the background, and it was uh, you knew she blew somebody away. So definitely pretty cool, but creepy uh, cold open there. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, 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 th- that was. Uh, well, this feels like the cold open, like th- these opening scenes. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's odd. I know what you're saying. It's it's it feels a little out of place. That's one where I do feel like that'll play better on you know when you get it when you can. I, I, that'll play better when there's not commercials involved with it. I, like I already liked it, but I feel Binge like watch. If I, yeah, for people that do kind of watch it at home on iTunes or view it, whatever, you know, process they watch this, this the show through where there aren't commercials, I think it might play better in that regard where you don't have a kind of pause between stuff. You kind of, you get that jarring, like, credits, and then it, like, slowly moves into the actual episode. Like, it, yeah. but it was still neat. I still, like, I did appreciate the, you know, especially in a contrast to some of the past few weeks' cold opens. This was a very incredibly short one that made some, had some stark images and jumped into some wild action that we'd obviously be seeing more of later on in the episode. Yeah, and it, it was it was vague enough where I like I like when stuff like that happens because it it starts my brain going because yeah. I'm like okay who is that who you know which characters what was going on is that at the very end of the episode are we going to loop back uh, you know and then and then it turns out you know it was it was the Carol bits uh, but I like that because it just kind of gets my brain like in the gear of like okay we're 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 started and then and then we get the the slower you know post credits open but yeah it's time shifting uh, though it really is they're playing with time and and they're doing it very well this season really i mean it's a little jump forward in the beginning in the the cold open then we actually jump backwards a bit from where we ended last week's episode because we remember tobin was reading the the the, the dear dear tobin note dear john note at the end of last episode and now he's actually we're seeing carol before she even wrote the note and and she's gathering her supplies and sewing her gun arm together and you know, yeah. so it's 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 a nice, but they're doing it in a seamless way where it's not taking you out of the story. I would agree that it's nice to, I guess, see more of the build up to it. At the same time, it didn't really add anything to me as far as get getting a sense for why it is Carol's making this. Like, I already, I get what no, Carol's making right. this decision, but in terms of like, it does, it didn't feel like it retroactively made last week's episode better, which I also complained about the ending of Carol leaving that by showing more of it that. It didn't do too much for me beyond just make me think. Okay, when are we going to get to the present where we're? I'm already, you know, aware of the things that have happened. Uh, they don't the, need a lot of time to it though either. Like they just they, gave yeah, it a little. It, you know, it right. didn't drag. It didn't drag it down. And I mean, yeah. I, I was appreciative of seeing the other characters for sure. But it's just like, all right, I know where this is going. I don't care about Tobin because all I know is his name is Tobin. So like, what am I? What <laughs> am I watching? He what builds I, yeah, things. He, he builds. Yeah, he's he's wrecking Tobin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or I guess it's Rick and Carol. He's uh, he's he's Tobin the Builder. So, he's Tobin, Tobin the Builder, right? That's what he is, Mr. Yeah. Tobin. That's, yeah. And do you guys remember that that awkward shift change at the guard post where uh, Rosita spots Sasha oh, giving yeah. Abraham the cigar while yeah. they exchange looks? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was part of the montage. Like, awkward. <laughs> I was thinking this. I wrote that. I wrote awkward right there. I was like, okay. <laughs> when even Sasha was like, okay, maybe I should have pulled that back a little bit. Like it's it's. I think she realizes. You know, this is still raw. These people are, you know, it's funny. I was, I was watching The Talking Dead and, yeah. you know, she was saying like that they're, you know, Rosita's still like family. And so to kind of have this going on with people that you, you know, respect, you know, just respect and everything, it just makes it kind of hard. Well, so. It's 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 over the, like, it's almost should have like Kill Bill style, like, 
<laughs> like just like highlighting how obvious this is where you're because it's like it drops to black like, and white right it's yeah, not like okay. sasha's not aware or that she can't see rosita standing right there and yet she's like being so great like they're it's 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 borderline soap opera until they it could just because yeah. they just haven't said anything to each other yet but yeah but rosita seemed pretty cool like she didn't seem too pissed about it she just well, was she's all not, right because yeah you're, because that in this kind of environment you can't just lose your cool every 10 seconds but at the same time it's kind of a dick move to like just be like standing there yeah. like, here's your cigar abraham enjoy yeah. your shift yeah <laughs> see you later and then of and course like you said, like you said what, what what doesn't hurt what doesn't help is that they are family they have come to this town together it's not like he met someone yeah. in alexandria that's new he met so he's he's gotten to know someone that he's already been with better that's been in their group and that they've helped each other survive throughout this time no, yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely awkward. Any way you slice it, but I guess that was the whole point, right? It's, yeah, it is. is it, yeah. It's, it's awkward, but it's <laughs> it, it's a it's a matter of we have so many things we're dealing with. It's like okay, now we have like love triangle drama we have to deal with. Also, like what is the CW? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> we kind of had that in the comic though. They never really got into it, but with like Mar- with Michonne and Tyrese yep, yep. and. You know that that was kind of like a love triangle that went on in the comics that that we didn't get in the show. And, and so I, it's, it's not, I think Kirkman and um, what's his face, the others, um, they they wisely, get, yeah, no, no, uh, uh, graphic novel. Oh, I, th- I think they yeah, okay, wisely okay. kind of Adler. Yeah, they, thank you, Adler. Yeah, I think they wisely got around doing that more and just focus, just just kind of focus on other things. Now that said, I've there are, yes, there's other romantic entanglements that happen in the graphic novel that cause issue in various ways. But it, it, I don't know. It, it's not. It's not in the show nearly enough yet to make me that right, bothered by right. it. But at the same time, I just I don't want it to head more down that path than it has to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're sprinkling now, the it Rick in, and, and I think they needed to because for a while it just was this group of warriors that had no no romantic kind of. I mean, sexual tension. Even there was none of that there. It's good that they're sprinkling a little bit of that in because I I think it's very normal. I think it's if, very yeah. human thing to have happen when you live close like that with people for yeah. sure if it's a, if a little bit goes a long way i agree with that uh with yeah. that in mind D- daryl and carol haven't hooked up and they're the most compelling characters in terms of relationships on this show <laughs> so it's right the original yeah, i don't think we need to go full rick shane laurie yeah. either it's, you know yeah. where it just it it's the cause of like immense conflict it's like okay we've done let's that, stop for a know? second by the way point out how awesome john bernthal is on daredevil's punisher right now oh. <laughs> best punisher ever oh they're God. gonna spin off another show aren't they just for him they, they were saying they, they, I, no. I read that oh okay. well they, they may, were hoping that's okay there, there's nothing concrete gotcha we'll see where that goes but to. regardless i very much enjoyed john bernthal's post walking dead career so far yes 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 I like I still like him in Wolf of Wall Street because yeah. he played just that over the top caricature of a of a of a guy. Anyway, um, back to the present. Uh, Rick and Michonne have an apple. Yes, they do. They <laughs> yes. share an apple in bed. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I thought their conversation was extremely interesting because oh, yeah. Rick is is like the world is ours. We know how to take. I, I it. I took some notes here. I wrote it down. He, he wrote. He said a few things. He goes, "When they come for us, we'll end it. The whole thing. This won't be like before." He goes, we're putting everything in place, et cetera, et cetera. The, the world is ours, and we know how to take it. Everything we yeah. need is right here inside these walls. Pretty pretty powerful stuff coming from Rick. His, his head is definitely screwed on straight, although Morgan doesn't seem to think so. The hilltop delivered on what they promised. <laughs> <laughs> they got some apples there. Got That's some something. apples. Coral. That's right. Jesus yeah. came through. 
I, this is probably the most likable Rick's been in a while, actually, I think, in this episode. I think the scenes with him and Michonne and with him and Morgan, I think, oh, present yeah. him not necessarily yeah. like one's correct and one's wrong aspect. I don't think that's the point either. Um, it's more of a, that's a more of a subjective stance you can take. But I, I think the conversations he's having and the attitude he has towards it, which is capped off at the end by a protein bar comment, I think it really presents Rick as a person. Hey, that's right. This is our hero. We should be liking this guy, which I don't think we get very much. Yeah, very often mm. in in, in a yeah. while. Yeah, he's in his best place right now. I think he yeah. really. So is. obviously he's that's going to be his strongest place. Cl- yeah. Clearly, that will come crashing down next week. In the finale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll start answering telephones. No one's at the other end and seeing things. And yeah. okay, right. Yeah. He'll like build telephones out of sticks at this point and just start yelling <laughs> into them. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's there's a comment related. I'm, so, to I'm this sorry. I just thought, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. He'll have a jar no, that has Coral's dead eye in it and start talking to that. That's, that's, the, that's the crazy that Rick will go through. I'm sorry. Go on. Oh. Uh, no, I was just going to say there, there's a comment I want to make related to Rick and Michonne that I'll save until uh, until a little bit later because it, it's it's more relevant to, to that than it is to this. Mm. But, uh, but it, it, it's funny. They even have the kind of bit, you know, Rick wants to kind of get to business and, you know, have him a little morning fun and and Michonne is like, no, I'm not pissing off the pregnant lady. <laughs> like, yeah, it was cute. Um, yeah. Which I thought was cool on multiple levels. We've kind of seen the shift in Maggie and the fact that she's trying to stay, you know, in in this this regiment like this, Michonne is, and a lot of it because of Maggie. It's it's really showing that I see Maggie becoming more of a I, I guess like becoming Deanna, like like more Deanna's replacement and a leader oh, yeah. than Rick. Almost like Rick is the Secretary of Defense, whereas you know Maggie would be the president. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, Rick, you wanna, Rick's the you Dick Cheney in this scenario. <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> no, I know what you're that saying, would make though. Maggie I, George Bush. I don't know that you know. <laughs> I, 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 it, that's a loose comparison, but I know I know, oh, okay, what okay. I know what you're saying, Russ. And I completely agree. I do like the kind of the work that they've done with Maggie this season, which has been somewhat on the low and a bit kind of scattershot. But they've been doing stuff to her that's really kind of pumped her up to kind of taking on a leadership yeah. role, which will, yeah. I'd imagine, assuming she lives next week, take on an even greater degree uh, <laughs> next season. And she even negotiated yeah, think, with the Hilltop people, right? Remember that? Yeah, that was yeah, part yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. And I think Rick is fine with that. I think Rick is okay with, look, I'm going to make sure that we're safe. I'm going to make sure these people are trained. I'm going to make sure that, you know, when it comes to decisions about keeping us safe, that's my domain, and I'm going to assert that. But as far as everything else goes, as far as, like, you know, making sure the trains run on time and all that other kind of stuff, like, Maggie is more – is well – suited for that and and i think it takes a load off of his shoulders because i think for a while rick felt like i've you know the whole rictatorship thing Mm -hmm. right like he's got to make all of the decisions and he's or 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 none of them right you know like when they you know when they went to the prison and it was like i'm just gonna go farm let everybody else figure this figure all this out and i'm not gonna do squat i think a great balance i think he's yes yeah Yeah. i think he's found his balance he knows his limitations now and that, and that, that's what's yes. making him so strong. He knows what he's good at. He knows when, when to back off a little bit. He's, he, like I said, he's in his best place for sure. Which is why I, I really like his scenes with Morgan. I, I think he, the, yes. the way he has to handle himself there, he's at a point where he can not just rail against another person who diverts from Rick's opinion, resulting in the death of various red shirts, but like actually listen to what <laughs> someone has to say, and you know have have you know well written conversations. I get on the show all the time about his writing, but this week. 
well, the episode to me honestly isn't that great. I do think the writing for scenes involving Rick and Morgan and Michonne and a couple other characters is quite strong, and I commend the show for yeah. that. They're definitely in a groove right now. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah the writing, the, it, the actors, the, everyone's just in a really nice groove right now. Yeah, as good, far as good like dialogue-based scenes, I can agree. As far as plot stuff, we'll, we'll get to that and even kind of pacing which is also directorial mm. uh, uh we'll, yeah, we'll get there but i mean there as far in terms of delivering the philosophies of these characters for a show that's never big on subtlety and very big on philosophizing it's been doing it a lot better than it has in the past yeah so it's funny after all that talk about how we all need to be strong they're coming for us we're gonna make our stand we're gonna stomp them out we're gonna you know we're gonna prevail uh, they all decide that everybody has to leave yes. to go on their own little personal <laughs> Daryl, Daryl bugs like, out. Starting with Daryl. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah he's, is, he's still mourning he, over, over Denise. Uh, he really regrets leaving that, that guy alive. Uh, Dwight, big I, time. For, for every two steps forward the, for the writers, they take one step backwards. Like, on the one hand, yeah. I get, like, this great stuff involving dialogue between characters that I want to care about. And then on the next hand... I have the decision made. In order to make this plot work, we need to send out our heaviest hitters, Michonne, Rick, Rosita, Daryl, Glenn, all on a mission, leaving Alexandria occupied by a couple people that I can probably rely on, but people that most likely will get killed. Like it's. it's but just, here's what's worse yeah. than that, though. It's like it's like okay, I understand they went out of the wall, but they went out to chase somebody again. I'm tired of seeing this. One person leaves for whatever reason on a mm-hmm. quest, on a mission, on walkabout, on, on a hunt for something, and they send another group of people to look after these people it's like enough already we've seen that they, they went off on their own th- th- their own um, accord they did not right they, it's not don't, it's don't not, send more people out after them it's what they're always, like, they're always looking for people it's not like coral's missing we need to find coral it's right carol, right. carol got up trouble. because she because she and left a very clear note about why she left yet we're going to try to drag her back like, and okay. send three of their best warriors <laughs> i'm sorry well yeah right three of them ultimately after them after her yeah come on there, well, after Daryl, kind of anyway. Philosophy, there's kind of a philosophy in in the fire department that we're always grilled into our head, and that's and, and this is a terrible thing to come to terms with. But when it gets to the point where you know that person can't be saved, and then you try and go after them to save that person, you're endangering yourself and them, which in, will endanger somebody else because they're going to have to go after both of your dumbasses. So. It, it's kind of funny. So whenever I see that, it just kind of takes me back to that. It's like, it's like, no, you have to, it, you, it's terrible, but you have to be selfish. You have to just think of, of yourself when you know that you're kind of in this, in a no win situation because you're, you're just going to get somebody else hurt. Um, so it's just, it's just kind of kind of odd to, to see that play out in this manner, but yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, couldn't, couldn't I, mean, Darryl, I totally I guess, couldn't Daryl be on a mission somewhere looking for supplies? I mean, all right, that's something. He doesn't check back in. He get a radio transmission gets caught. Okay, then I can see them sending people after him. But just him leaving pissed, you don't get three of their best people right after him. That that that's the part that really bothered me, honestly. And more more with I mean, that, I mean, I, that's. Why Daryl? It feels like they, the show doesn't know what they want to do with him. Like it, like right. after you, once yeah. you get rid of Beth, I mean, as much as I like the Carol Daryl relationship, there's not much to it at there's this not point. There there's not yeah. much to do beyond have them interact every now and then. That doesn't fuel plot lines, and so you take away the other thing that was a big part of his life, which is Beth. 
there's nowhere for him to go that the writers seem to want to explore. They just want to make him get angry when they need him to get angry. And so then he leaves and then we get to like some random side Daryl plot where he probably does something that only superheroes can accomplish. And um, (laughs) it goes right back to the group again. So if he dies next week, I'm not going to say good riddance, but at the same time, I can see why that choice would be made. He doesn't serve a much of a purpose here. Be careful, Aaron. You are technically skirting the line of inciting a riot right now. Okay, I'm Just skirting it, but I'm also challenging the writers to make a, make me care about Daryl more. And I'm hard-pressed to wonder what the people that say, Dar- we, if Daryl dies, we write, what it is that they see in him besides hunky Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 thought it's, I think it's interesting the way he latched himself on to Denise, though. You know, it was... They but both, did he, or did she like, latch on to him? Like, what, no, no I, I think it was the they other both, way they around. Both had, they both had brothers. That's true. Okay, I think that's what it yeah. comes down to. I think they both had brothers, and yeah. they were just starting to relate to something. And it's a mix of that with the I could have done something to stop this from happening by killing this guy, and now this guy's out there. He took away someone that was connecting to me for a person. Now, here's where I, here's where I examine Daryl and t- talk about how complex of a character he is after degrading the presence of him. <laughs> just saying he's shallow and he's got nowhere to but, go, right? But I mean, but this is stuff that the writers could do more with. Where this is a man who's come out of a terrible relationship with a brother and father, we assume has had a terrible life and is now making something new of himself, which was explored with him with Aaron um, in the previous season. Like there were like strides yeah, to make him yeah. become, go from being a loner to a person that wants to bring people into that. A recruiter. Yeah, it gave he, him a like, cause. It gave him a purpose. It gave him friends. Even it gave him Aaron and, and yeah. his, and his, his boyfriend. It gave him friends. Yeah. yeah. But because this series, this season has done so little with Aaron, who, you know, was one of the people that was striking a relationship with Daryl. I have nothing that I'm supposed to attach to, but I yeah, where is Aaron? It's like, right. where you go. He, he's, he's a good actor with, too. Uh, yeah. Did his boyfriend die? I forget. No, Eric no. is still around. Yeah. So, like, I, like, we're just leaving things up in the air, and it just, it, it, that's what's, that's what's frustrating to me. It's not that I want characters to die; it's just I like them to see some kind of purpose. If we're so supposed to root for them so often, and Daryl seems like a person I should be rooting for. He kills tanks and people with rocket launchers. That's a guy <laughs> I want to stand behind. But I don't know yeah. why I don't have anything to stand behind him for. I have the fragments of a character that are here that seem like they could lead to great storylines, but instead we just see him go off in a huff. Every time he gets angry, yeah, good, good, good point. <laughs> Did you guys notice that little shot uh, as they were um, as Glenn and gang were driving out? That shot of Maggie standing at the gate in the rearview mirror, a side view mirror, yeah. I should say. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so let, so let's back up a little bit there. So so originally, originally it was going to be it was going to be Abraham and Glenn that were going to go after. Uh, that we're going to go after Daryl and well, Rosita Michonne too, Michonne and, uh, and Michonne, right. right? And Michonne, but Rosita talked Abraham into staying and her going because he, you know, she said, "Look, you know, you you need to be here. There needs to be, you know, somebody strong that that stays behind." So she goes. So there's two things going on here that that have me a little more in the Glenn's gonna die camp, and that's they made such a big deal of the two of them. You know, the whole shower scene, right? Them reconnecting physically and emotionally. Um, the fact that, you know, they, they, they kind of had their time together and then he, he went off, but he didn't really get to, it's almost like he did, he left and didn't say goodbye. Like he didn't tell Maggie. He just, it was a quick, and obviously it was a quick decision that had to be made. You know, they, they realized if Daryl was able to get too far away, then, then going after him was probably pointless. Um, and then it it I get to the okay if Rick is happy with someone that someone's not going to make it, <laughs> um, 
you know, w- with Michonne. I mean, we saw with, you know, with Lori, with Jesse, you know, just every time he gets close to, mm. to, to a female, that female isn't long for this world. Um, but ag- again, and, you know, li- a little later on, even, you know, we see where Glenn kind of has this poignant moment when he talks to, you know, when he's talking to Daryl about going after, you know, um, going after those guys. And it's just like, man, every time somebody has like, kind of like Denise had last week, you know, where it's just like, you know, somebody has something poignant to say. It's like, yeah, that's not a good sign for them being around for very much longer. Uh, yeah. Well, Glenn, Glenn did some speechifying too later on in this episode a bit. He, he, he yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, exactly. He did that's, that's, and I was like, man, I think he's a goner. I really think, I think he's not going to yeah, make it next yeah. week. I, I'm leaning towards that too, but we, we, we don't, I mean, who knows? It's up in the air, but they, they did, that shot was very, on target, they showed her, Maggie, in that side view mirror, like, that's the last time he's going to see her. That was yeah. very yeah. on the nose. Because, I mean, obviously, I think they want, we know this, the, the finale has emotional impact. Like, okay, if they kill Rosita, is that going to have emotional impact? Mm, not, not, really. not really at all. If, you know, if, if they, I don't think they're going to kill Daryl because of what happens to him at the end of this episode. So that would seem like redundant. So you think you he's know? off the hook now because of this? The, I yeah. think he's off the okay. hook. I do. I really do. Um, you know, who, who, you know, Morgan's kind of off on his own thing. Carol, you know, again, I think people would be upset about it, but I don't think it would have the emotional weight. Um, and I don't think Maggie's going to go because she's, she's say she's at home and, right, no. you know, whether or not she, she miscarries or not, maybe that's the emotional, you know, scene that's just really tough for right. him. But I mean, I, the only one I can think of that really would have that impact to everyone would be Glenn because of you know him as a character so i don't know it'd be interesting they're doing a good job of trolling us this year they really they, they're keeping us thinking a million different directions i guess that's the whole idea because the whole world knows what the comic but what's in the comic book so they're trying to keep us keep us guessing up until the last minute i guess i give them credit for that yeah. well this week they, they made sure to say he'll be all right right after shots get fired <laughs> yeah yeah he'll be yeah. all right <laughs> yeah okay thanks Gee, it's a lot sure of blood but okay was, yeah, all right it's fine so cutting back to Carol, yeah. so fairly early on in the episode, we find out what that what the cold open was, and it was Carol driving along in her porcupine mobile uh, down the road, and th- presumably what we see is as uh, saviors come along and just shoot out her tire, mess up her car, and then this is kind of like a rehash from two episodes ago, right, where she's. You know, she's got her rosary. She's starting to have a panic attack. She's trying to play the, you know, I'm uh, Nancy from Montclair. You know, the the, you know, I'm 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 just, you know, just some lady that's on on her own. And of course, these guys are smart enough. They figure out, no, you're you're from Alexandria. Like we know because we saw a car that you know that <laughs> we saw just a like blue golf with, look just like that with spikes out of it. Yeah, okay, we know yeah. that <laughs> you're from Alexandria. We know that's where you came from. <laughs> um. And they did it really well because, you know, of course, she has the, the, the rosary. And it even fooled me. I don't know if it fooled you guys. It shouldn't have fooled me, but it did fool me. Um, where you hear the machine gun fire and I'm like, oh, man, I, like who, you know, is, is that Rick and – I didn't think it was Rick and Morgan. I knew it wasn't <laughs> Daryl. I was like maybe it was like some other – uh, you know, f- I don't know, maybe somebody else that was that was coming on a rescue. And then they cut over to Carol and 
smoke coming from her sleeve and it's all ratty and everything. And she had, you know, and then obviously you cut back to her sewing her jacket. It's like, ah, she sewed the gun into her jacket. So it, again, do we think like what, what's going on with Carol? Like I'm, I'm very flustered (laughs) when I try and kind of get my thoughts out about what's going on with Carol. And it really, it's perplexing me because I, I can't, it's like in my head, I kind of sort of know what I want to say, and then I start, you know, to articulate that, and I sound like a like a bubbling think, idiot because it it just doesn't. I come think out the right. show wants me to believe that Carol is having legit problems of killing people now. Um, I think the show also wants me to believe that these panic attacks that she has, this one in particular, is real. My I have a problem with the fact that the writers are insisting on this to be a thing all of the sudden, and while I understand there was some setup done to make this seem like it naturally occurred, I do feel like it's a little more all of the sudden than they would like me to think it is. I also think that the performance of said panic attacks are not working for me in the way that should be more effective. And yeah. I, I don't like disparaging Melissa McBride in that regard, because I think she has done a terrific job with Carol for the most part. But whatever direction she is being given to convey the fact that she's supposedly having a panic attack, which in this episode I really don't think is a ruse. I think it is an actual panic attack she's supposed to be going through. It's not getting to me in the way I think it should be. That doesn't take away from what I think is a tense scene, but I do think there is more that is that the show wants me to believe in than I am willing to accept right now. They're not handling this crisis that Carol is supposedly having right now very well. I don't know if she's not acting it well or if the writing is not giving her much to work with. But either way, this crisis, she went really from a ruthless killer, Rambo, ultimate warrior of the group to this panic attack, hyperventilating. It's almost like she reminds me of like the Incredible Hulk. Like Once you hear the hyperventilating... She's going to flip out and start killing everybody, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to turn into the Hulk. She doesn't want to go back to that Carol, but but she but she you know, she's got these multiple personalities now. I I don't know where this is all coming from. I I really don't. The fact that she sews the machine gun into the jacket, right. it's like she has she knows. to she did that for That's a Rambo. That, that's a Rambo side of her. That that's she has two sides of her personality. She's got the the crucifix or excuse me, the rosary uh side of her and she's got the Rambo side of her. And 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 there's a battle going on, but obviously she's planning for the worst. Yeah, that's exactly. She's planning for the worst. It's not as while she may have trouble with what she's being presented with, she's also not she she's still smart enough to know that it's better to be prepared for having to take on various adversaries than just having this kind of reflection period that just leaves her vulnerable. Right. But it's, but it's weird because in her letter didn't, or, or Morgan didn't, when Morgan's talking to Rick, he says like, she came to the realization that if she had to kill, she couldn't stay here. Like if, if, if staying here meant she would have to kill people, then she couldn't do it. But yet she goes on the road and prepares for the fact that she's, gonna have to kill so it just I, i'm very like i said i'm very of two minds with this i i, I get what I, I agree with what you're saying aaron like the whole panic attack thing it feels to me like like she's somebody that's faking a panic a, faking a real well, panic she did attack. fake it last time right in the last episode or the two episodes ago <laughs> i don't know I, right? honestly after this I episode know. i am more questionable about that fact oh i see I, okay. I i wanted to believe that it i mean obviously there was a ruse being presented in terms of how she was presenting herself in terms of being capable in action but at the same time the actual panic attack that she was going through 
I'd still like to believe that was a ruse, but after watching this episode, I'm not I'm not sure what the show wants me to believe. I, I'm not sure if that because she was like trying to hypoventilate in that episode, right? Like, and I don't right, yeah. and she did that again. That, that that that's her signal. Yeah. That that's her like when the eyes go blue in the in the Incredible Hulk. That's <laughs> when when she's just hyperventilating, she's losing it. She's going to go ballistic and kill people at that point. I, I almost keep waiting for her to have a turn, right? Like go from hyperventilating to just go from like deadpan you know glazed over look and just going completely I, yeah, psycho I, and that exactly happen. i agree i, I see I, okay. I, 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 yeah. it seems like it's it's like a thing that she's doing to get you close and then when you're close she attacks but we don't we don't get yeah. that striking moment we just get like a natural snap to whatever the thing's going to be without having the kind of satisfaction of knowing this is what i was doing all along it's very weird yeah very and, weird and i don't get and maybe if they would have worked on this earlier but i don't get what the switch was like what was the switch that turned to make her uh, feel right. like that like what was the what was the I, turn because yeah. you know with the whole thing with the wolves and everything else she was lambasting morgan for the fact that he she he wouldn't kill that what, person yeah what made her turn was when she saw the wolf that saved denise well that kidnapped denise but ultimately saved her it's a mix she of that. She saw that from the window. Yeah. It's a mix of that and, and the Sam yeah. death. I mean, those are clearly yes. what, what should right. be the... That the, night, the, the, yes. Those, that those, night. Are, those yeah. are what should be the signals as to why the change is happening. But I don't feel like, even as someone that recognizes as those things as being the reasons why it's, it's they're too happening... too subtle. It, 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 yeah, it doesn't feel like the show's... For a show that you know does not traffic in subtlety very often, it feels like it's playing this really close to the vest if I'm supposed to glean all of this information based off these two things. Versus like a glance, a, a glance, like, and leaving leaving cookies uh, at, at a gravesite or something. It's like yeah, these are too I, subtle. We're not seeing the the, the transformation. She again, we, we talked about this thing. I think last episode or the episode before, she needed a scene with Morgan to kind of you know have her more in his way of thinking and, and, and start the the process of converting her from ultimate killer to. Someone that has feelings about killing. Mm -hmm. I think if I would have, if she would have directly witnessed the way Sam froze and kind of freaked out a little bit, I think maybe I'd give it a little more credence because then she was like, man, this kid freaked out because I scared the hell out of him. Like it was like she would have taken stock with maybe with her behavior a little more, but she didn't witness that. So she only knows like, well, the kid got killed. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just seems like. Either a lot of stuff happened off screen that they're not telling us, or they just needed to, you know, and it could be just they just need to move it along. They needed Carol to be in this spot, uh, and 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 that's just the way it is. They, that's a decision they decided to write or yeah. to, and they just didn't have as much time to flesh it out, maybe as much as they wanted yeah, to. That's but, true. I don't know. It just I, I struggle with what is really going on inside her head. Like, is you know what what's a ruse? What's not a ruse? What's you know what? What's she trying to do? <clears throat> a couple of things. The the truck scene, though, in general, uh, was very cool. I, I liked it. And on the t- Talking Dead, they yeah. called them truck dicks. So we we can definitely pick that up. I think that yeah. that's very appropriate. The leader, we find out his name is Hero. I, I like again, these. All these characters are introducing that they kill off really quick. I really kind of like them. These saviors, but either way, very cool scene. Very tense. You know, the the, the way she shoots him up, the, the spear through the the impales one of the, the driver that pops out of the. I mean, this is a really well shot scene. Good action. I think it, it was nice. But um, right before this scene, however, there was a commercial break, and during that commercial break, we had something called Flight Four Sixty Two happen. So 
Aaron, I don't know if you think it's that time, but I think it's that time. Oh, my God. Is it time for the Flight 462 podcast? <laughs> it is time for the Flight 462 podcast. And here we go. Oh, boy. This week. I, <laughs> this week. I'll take it from here. Oxygen masks drop down as the cabin loses pressure. The Asian lady buckles herself in next to the kid, puts the mask on the kid, doesn't put one on herself, and she apologizes to the kid, saying that your parents should be here, and I'm sorry about that, and, and that's the end of Flight 462 this week, anyway. Oh, man. This, this episode. This, is, this, this was really, you know, <laughs> penultimate episodes are pretty great sometimes when you're really like, yeah. excited for what the finale is going to bring you. They really set the pieces up. This is this was checkmate, guys. This one. <laughs> <laughs> now, someone on our Facebook group said that they're going to be an extended flight four sixty two to match the extended ninety minute episode of The Walking Dead to to, to finalize flight four sixty two. So they're on four, final approach. Was it be forty five seconds? It, that's what, now I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Or they're going to do two segments. I'm not sure. But that, 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 either way, Aaron, I'm sorry to tell you, flight four sixty two is coming to an end next week. Yeah, but we don't, you know, the renewals are still out there, guys. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that the reviews have been soaring for Flight 462. So. <laughs> Good app. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do, you, do we want to talk about Morgan and, and Rick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there's a quick scene right before that. Maggie and Enid have a quick convo uh, in, in the pantry. Yes. And Enid offers to take a shift uh, from pregnant Maggie, give her some pickles. You know, nice little bonding scene. I, I like the little relationship between those two right now. It's kind of developing into a, like a sister type of relationship, and I, I do like it. Yeah. It's fine. I don't <laughs> I particularly, I don't particularly have anything to say about Enid. She doesn't I like the character of Enid. I, for some reason I think she's a really talented young actress and it gives her something I, to do. I don't at like least. Yeah, I don't like her character, but I'm hoping if this is if they're 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 working to change her character, which I think is a yeah. positive thing because uh, something had to give with her. You mean just Enid. going off into the woods by herself and pouting yeah. and JSS yeah. and just okay, that, she needed something else. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. working for me. So Morgan, Morgan and Rick decide they're going to go after Carol, and they have a disagreement about which direction she was headed. Um, and of course, Morgan was right. And uh, I, they they finally come up to the to the wreckage, uh, and they, they're kind of trying to piece together everything. Uh, and Morgan sees the blood, and then they wander off there. But but this is where I, I guess kind of the meat of the episode is. And Morgan and Rick kind of have this conversation about Carol and what's going on with Carol and why she left. And, you know, again, kind of like we talked about earlier with the whole, you know, bit about how if, you know, she realized that if she had to kill to stay, she couldn't stay. Um, and then Morgan tells Rick what happened. Like, again, it's this cause and effect thing, right? Butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, Morgan says, look, I ran into this wolf guy. I didn't kill him. He followed me back, you know, when I, because I was looking, I ran into him while I was looking to catch up back with you. He obviously followed, you know, them to Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, you know, I put him in the, in the, basically put him where the jail is. That conversation happened later, but him. either way, I mean, it was part of the, the Rick and Morgan conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just part of the whole, the whole thing, but it just, you know, they, they kind of go on about this whole thing and, and Rick, and again, I think Rick, this kind of gets to what you were saying, Aaron, about how, the way Rick handled it, because you know he's he 
you know, he talks about that. Um, and, you know, he, he basically said, look, you know, the only reason that, you know, the fact that I saved this guy's life and didn't kill him may be why Carl is still alive. Because if I, if we'd outright killed him, Denise would have been stuck. She wouldn't have been saved. And she'd be dead. And if she was dead, she wouldn't have been able to save Carl. Yeah. That- now the the argument could have been made that if he would have killed him, he would have never taken her hostage in the first place to take her out there. But um, yeah, the logic didn't follow for me. I mean, again, this conversation happened a bit later, but it was part of the conversations yeah. with Rick and Morgan. So I guess it's it's cool. But either way, I mean, he that logic did not carry for me because I don't think if the, if Denise wasn't taken taken to hostage or at least taken to mend this guy's wounds, she still would have been okay in the infirmary theoretically and. And when Carl was brought in, she'd be there to, to help him. So I don't, I don't follow the logic on that one. It wasn't wasn't clear enough for me on that. I, I see what the, I see what the point of that kind of conversation is, where things did line up in a way that did become favorable. And I just you have to just kind of, depending on what what side you want to go with, there is an optimism in what Morgan's trying to say that's trying to rule out here. And what I think what I what I think works about it is that Rick is. It's not as if he's just, you know, downright opposing what this man has to say to him. He's taking careful consideration of what that is. And they may differ on ideologies as opposed to something else that didn't differ too much in ideologies this weekend in the movie. Um, But the um, overall, like, thought there's a a level of respect that these two have for each other that you can understand. And I think Lenny James and Andrew Lincoln, they just have really good chemistry together. And so regardless of what, you know, your own kind of moral understanding of the situation is i do think how they handle it is very intriguing it, it's a it's a it's a scene in this episode where i'm like i like hearing what these two have to say to each other i don't care about if i agree with one side more than the other i just like hearing these two actors working together on this kind of thing like i i, I said and last can, week i could see a whole episode of of eugene and abraham i would love to see a whole episode of just rick and morgan and maybe not this morgan maybe Hopefully Morgan has a change of heart. Something happens to him. His arc starts to develop, and he becomes a total, just crazy killer again. That's what I want. I want to see those two just go off on a mission. They can spend the whole episode just those two. The great actors. Well, in terms of acting efficiency, they could probably get it done. But in terms of interest, I mean, if you make Morgan into a killer, that's basically what Rick is at this point. I mean, oh, okay. they have a, they have a similar standpoint if they were to both be ones that were to kill because it's not like. Rick, I mean, as much as I, as I enjoy seeing Rick kind of go all out when it comes to killing people, it's not as if he does it blindly. He does no, he does recognize what he's doing. And this, again, is an yeah. episode where we get a chance to see Rick stab somebody in the face whenever he gets an opportunity. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Rick's not going to pass that one up. <laughs> the guy was on the street. He's trying to say, Where, where'd she go? Where's that woman? No answer. Boom. Right through the head. That's yeah. it. Gone. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Morgan took the gun in the end. Like, he did now, take the gun. I was surprised. Gun. I was so, surprised at that, yeah. You know, again, it, I, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to see the Morgan that we saw from back when. But I, I, I wonder if one's going to rub off on the other. You know, that Rick maybe is going to rethink things a little okay, bit. Okay. Um, you know, because one of the things earlier, you know, before this, they had the conversation about Carol when she was, when she was let go, when Rick cast right. her out you know basically like wait a minute you know you you you're willing to risk your life now to come after her and to risk all this knowing what's going what could go on back in alexandria and you think of her in such high regard but you you 
tossed her away. Like that was an interesting conversation because he even said, "What would you have done?" Well, back then you banished her. He goes, "Now he goes, yeah. now I would have helped her. I would have, I would have been the one to do it. Are you kidding me? She she made the yeah. right decision. She saved our group. They were sick. They were going to die anyway. That's a big turn for where Rick is actually dropping her off and stranding her back in season four. And to me, it brought up a lot of like very. Like very fascist ideals, right? Or very, you know, where it's like, okay, so what the weak and the sick are put down because they're, you know, potential liability to the, you know, it just, it's like it's stirred, you know, the fact that he in the, you know, has come around and was like, no, I don't take any more chances. He says it again. You know, yeah, it, he said, it. like, I don't take chances anymore. Yeah. It's it's like whoa, like okay, where do you draw that line? Okay, these people were sick, you know, and possibly infecting everybody else, and there's lack of medicine and everything, so they had to be put down. It's like where do you draw the, you know, it, it to me it just it it was kind of a throwaway thing that was said, but to me it just it just kind of drug up all this stuff of in this kind of society if you're rebuilding from scratch and there's no there's no laws, there's no rules, you kind of make it up as you go until you know conceivably I'm I'm guessing they hope that. At some point down the road, whenever that may be, they'll be able to establish a real government or real rules. And and this mentality of, well, if somebody's a threat to the livelihood of the whole, then they need to be taken out. I just I just found it a little fascinating, and they just kind of. But can you blame that. Rick though? I mean, everything he's been through. So let's go back to like, to season four, right when he dropped off Carol. From that moment, the governor attacked. All right, he lost his home. He lost everything. Could have killed. You know, they could have dealt with the governor, but they didn't. They let him survive, and look what happened to the prison. Then they, then they get to Terminus, and you know what happened with those maniacs. Uh, before they even got to Terminus, they had the claimers to deal with. Then after that, they had, I mean, the, the people in, in, in the hospital. They had, he's dealt with so many killers out there that it's like he, he's lost too many of his people around him. That Why? Well, he, he doesn't take chances anymore. It, it, it makes sense to where he is today. Yeah, no, I, I I don't disagree with that. I just I just thought it was an interesting thing about I, I like I said I just I thought it was interesting to you know just kind of like expand on that. Like okay, you know it was it was such a throwaway thing for him to say, but when you think about it in in a larger context, it's like what does that you know what does that mean? Everyone uh, they've left alive that they shouldn't have has caused them death and trouble. That and, and that, sure, that that's sure. the overall message that Rick is living at this point. He, that's his his philosophy he's going by now. Every single person they could have killed the governor didn't could have killed the termites, but they didn't when they were when they were the place was on fire. And then they came back and got Bob. We can go through on and on all the people they should have killed and didn't. And now Daryl's living that unfortunately. To um to Morgan's credit, and although the show has presented us with enough reasons for why Rick needs to think a certain way, to Morgan's credit. The one time that we got to see him actually enact his plan of keeping someone alive, it did work. Yeah. And I'm not even talking so much about people like at the time where it's like, should I kill this person or not? Because they've done horrible things. I'm talking about people. It's like those people were just sick. Like they weren't a threat to them, like to their safety directly or, you know, or physically, you know, they were just infected with with a, with some sort of super flu or something like that. Like, where do you, that, that's the part to me, like, you know, obviously if somebody's done you harm and you decide to show them mercy, that's, that's something different, you know, because there's, there's actual, 
cause for you to do what you're doing. But, you know, it's like, okay, so what if somebody, you know, has, you know, you know, no, no legs, you know, and their liability, it's like, you know, what is it? That's the, the part that I was kind of extrapolating when it came to, um, you know, um, you know, when, when she burned, was it David, Karen, and, Karen and David, David and, yeah, Karen and David. Yeah. It's just like, okay, where do you draw that line as to when somebody should be put down because they're, a, they're, a, they're not a direct threat, but an indirect threat. And I just, I don't know. I just, I hope people are enjoying listening to this because I do think this is the most interesting stuff in this episode. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we should probably, we should keep going. <laughs> we should move on. To- yeah. Yeah. Let's We're get back to Rosita, Glenn and Michonne doing their thing. Absolutely. So if obviously they they find where they come across the spot where um, where Denise was dead. Rosita took them back there. Um, Michonne was able to find Daryl's motorcycle. I thought that was cool. He tried to hide it, but Michonne's just so much of a badass. She was able to find it. Um, and of course, they go in the woods looking for uh, what, what was that? What was I forget Dwight? his name? Dwight, uh, but call me D. Yeah. Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking for. I thought it was odd that they would still be there. I, I don't like, know what they're do they, doing. Is that, honestly like I was it, like, why would they you, were encamped okay, near there? You, they weren't like there at the tracks. They were yeah, nearby. Daryl Dixon's on the case, man. He'll, you, he'll find you. He's a tracker, so he he. Yeah, but like if if you've already been kind of ambushed there or ambushed somebody, wouldn't you like be like, oh, time to you know, close this place up and, and move. Cause it's not like they're in a secure location. You don't know how far they are from the track. I don't know. Though. I just thought it was a little, you don't know how far away they are. I, so. Yeah, but it wasn't that far. I mean, I, mean, I don't think they were miles. They, they went to the same location and pretty much stumbled across them like, pretty, pretty easily. It's not like <laughs> yeah. they walked for days in a different direction. It's not like they kept going East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, obviously they catch up to Daryl, uh, which was cool because Daryl's doing his Daryl thing, and he hears something and turns around and fires his bow. And I, I, I think it's where he fired a shot to indicate, "I see you. Stop stalking me." Here's a warning shot. Yeah, yeah, no, good, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, and of course, then they they have it out, and and this is where you know Glenn kind of has a speech where it's like, "Look, man, you know you like we, we will get them. We will make this right. We will square this up." But not now. Like, you can't do this now. We know, you know, we know all this bad stuff is going to happen. We need all hands on deck back at Alexandria. And I'm not willing to go with you on this. Like, I I understand why, you know, he, he's basically saying, I understand why you're here and what you're doing. But you got to stop. You're too important to us. And we're too important to be gone this long. And not only does this plan and, fail, but Rosita jump ship also. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. Daryl's just like, sorry, man, I can't, I can't do it. And then Rosita's like, yeah, I'm going with him. And so, of course, uh, Michonne and uh, and Glenn decide to go back. And of course, Outflanked. that's when they get yeah. ambushed. I'm by, curious to know what your thoughts are on Rosita's motivation at that point. Does she, is she seeking revenge for Denise's death, or th- is it something else? I, I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix of emotions. Where I think it was because Denise was. Honestly, I think it's a bit shallow just because I don't know enough about Rosita, but I think what Denise was hinting at last week of Rosita feeling empty and that they've taken basically that person that seemed to understand her away from her is her main motivation. Yeah. And, you know, okay. you know, begrudging, not begrudging, but, you know, respect for having one of their own taken away and seeing this person who's more than capable of being able to do handle himself. She'd like to tag along with that person to help her, you know, get some kind of vengeance. Probably looking to work yeah. out a little yeah, aggression exactly. herself. Yeah. Okay. It worked. Yeah. I just didn't really. It wasn't clear why. Yeah. Why she's okay. I'm going with him too. It's like 
I understood it, but I'm like, why? Maybe there's something else I'm missing here. But all right. Are we going to – should we just get back to the, the flanking and move back to <laughs> other stuff before we get back to the very end of this episode, I guess? Because it, it cuts to commercial when Glenn and Michonne are, like, flanked, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, we get – yeah, okay. Because next is Morgan and Rick again, and they go to a barn. <laughs> Yeah, so they yeah they they go up to the barn. Well, first they see they they did see somebody in the field that looked yeah. a lot like Carol, which I thought was was you know it's like yeah, oh, okay fake Carol, Carol. and they used their stunt um, double according to Talking Dead. Yeah. They used their stunt double. Yeah, <laughs> again they're yeah. trolling us. Then thank you, appreciate that. Yeah, so they get to the barn and the guy's like, "Hey, I'm looking for my horse. Did you see my horse?" And Rick is like, "Yeah, you're probably full of crap. I don't trust you or believe you." And um, and then of course the you know they get attacked by zombies they they they're able to put him down and that's when rick and morgan kind of have this conversation and morgan is like look i will go find her um you know i you need to get back you have to be be back at alexandria i will go find her and it was kind of cool because he also said you know if i don't come back don't come looking for me which i thought was interesting because it it was almost like it's, it may not be because I'm dead. It may just be because I decided I don't want to be there anymore. So I thought it was kind of like it kind of worked both both ways. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of an interest, and I, I get and Rick kind of understood it. He's like, okay, um, I'm going to let him do his thing. And I, I I think at this point it's like, okay, these these two are kind of on Carol and and Morgan are kind of on a similar path. Like, or Carol wants to be more on Morgan's path than on on the path she's been and so it's probably best if morgan goes to find her um you know and 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 you know obviously they've been gone for quite a while they were you know obviously going to have to keep going further in order to find her uh and and so i think that you know again i think it gets back to you know this changes in rick right where he was willing to relent you know Old Rick would have just kept on going. He'd have been like, "No, shut your pie hole." I'm, you know, we're, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna stick this out to the end. And I think new Rick is kind of willing to listen and and you know reason, and especially Morgan, because like I think you like you said, Aaron, they they do have yeah. kind of this respect for, for each I other. I mean, Rick's technically known Morgan the longest you know, of every single person on this show <laughs> besides Carl. So. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. A couple of things real quick in this scene. Uh, you know, Morgan had a line, people can come back, Rick. We've heard that before. That that line, yeah. that, that particular notion, we've heard that. I remember Herschel saying it, a few others. So that, that that's dropped in there. Also, Rick tries to shoot the farmer who has the spear, and Morgan deflects his shot, kind of knocks his hand and knocks his gun, so yeah. he couldn't shoot him. Yeah. And they have a discussion. Like Rick's like, this guy is a savior. He's got a spear. Morgan's like, listen, man, he's got a spear, but what if he's from Hilltop? What if he just found the spear? What if it, it, it was interesting? It, it really at that point, I'm like, well, Morgan could be right there. You really don't know who this guy is with the spear. I was on Morgan's side in this scenario. It's like Rick, right, Rick, Rick is just shooting at his, Rick shooting a shadow at this point. He's about to he's end shooting the, a guy running away looking yeah. for his horse. He's, like he's not. He's, it's not a group of saviors that are trying to he, kill him. He's I trying mean, to end the life of someone who he does not know. Like by, by, yes, by any by, from you. anything. Like so. From, that's <laughs> that's like that's completely Morgan's in the right in this scenario. Here. Listen, I don't take chances anymore. Uh, the biggest thing I got out of this scene, though, is that Rick explained to uh, Morgan that Michonne did steal that last protein bar. I mean, that's <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was great. Oh my god, that was so awesome! I laughed so hard 
Because he's he, he it's a human moment there. He's it actually is, showing yes. some humor. It's yeah, it's a you never see yes. Rick really smile or throw any humor around. So to, just to drop that little nugget in, it's like, oh my goodness, he made a joke. Yeah. Well, it was funny because he was gonna. It was almost he was setting it up to be this profound thing that he was gonna yeah. say. He's Morgan. like, hey, it was Machine that stole your protein bar. bar. And Lenny James is such a great actor. He has that smile, that half smile, you know, and he goes, I know. I know she did. Like, it was just great. Like, I can see all of that. I can, this is it. I can see a whole hour of that. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. Maggie gets a haircut. <laughs> Mag- yeah. yeah, so Rick, yeah, Rick Maggie- returns to Alexandria. He waits at the gate with Abraham. They yeah. have a little cute little scene together and uh, kind of waiting for their, their women to come home. Although Sasha's back home, so I guess is, is Abraham waiting for Abraham's there. Rosita? Okay. No, he's on watch. He's on the he's on the, yeah. he's on the right. wall, I think. Yeah. But they're both waiting for yeah. you know, for them to come home. I guess the group to come it's home. It's just general yeah. concern, I think, because they know their people okay. are out there looking for their other people. Yeah. And Rosita didn't and come then, back. Yeah, that's true also. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like is he like Mara, is he still have feelings for him? Not feelings for Rosita, but I mean she he's close to her, well, he, obviously. He genuinely cares yeah. about his people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then yeah, Eni Eni goes to Maggie's place, cuts her hair. She needs that sleek warrior look, you know. She's just doesn't want anything extra. Um, but then we see Maggie's in trouble. She said, "I don't want anything to get yes. in my way." Thank you. So again, I guess the long hair, no, you know, so for, well for a lot of reasons, right? I mean, it's just like a nobody could grab it. You know, you can't be grabbed by your by the hair if it's long like that. Obviously, it's not going to get in right. your face if you know you're in the middle of doing something. I think two, it's. It kind of it's a it's a very easy female character type release. It applies to men too that have long hair, yeah. but generally in film and television, when you ha- need a character to kind of make a decision, sewing some kind of new beginning or whatever you want to call it, cutting the hair is a pretty symbolic one that's pretty easy to get across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see that she's in trouble though. Yeah, she starts having starts, some cramps and yeah. some serious pains, and like I guess they're foreshadowing a miscarriage. It seems like or I mean, bad gas, maybe. Or- she had too many pickles. There you go. Yeah, they did that weird thing. With oh yeah, the sound oh yeah. I heard this. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like it was a high pitch. Yeah. This is where I yeah. brag about my new surround system that I just installed in my house. Where I'm like, I'm really hearing some great sound in this. Nice. Because <laughs> it's like it's all around nice. me, and it's like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> they ramped up that yeah that weird sound effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I thought that that was kind of cool. But yeah, it was. I was curious because then I was like, well. That's and and again, that's what you know. The whole thing. I'm the whole time I'm watching this episode. I'm like, okay, Glenn's a goner. Glenn's a goner. And then this happens, and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure they're not going to do Maggie as a goner. But maybe you know, again, maybe the heartbreak is the miscarriage, and you know that you know that way it kind of gets them around having to cast another infant mm. to be in the you know. I, I don't think we're too much about yeah. that because how much of a what. Judith, yeah, we don't see much, much of Judith. Too. <laughs> she really, uh, she really stressing the, the the viewers out because I don't I don't hear from her. <laughs> I, I know who yeah. I'm annoyed by True. on the show, and Judith's never been one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good kid. Fair and then enough. the last scene, obviously, Daryl and Rosita catch up to Glenn and Michonne, and they're tied up to a tree and gagged. But Daryl, I'm sorry, Dwight outsmarts Daryl somehow again, see, sneaks the- up behind him. It's like and shoots him. It's essentially this is the kind of thing I was afraid of, where you have weeks of us defeating the saviors, right? We're just how how great are we compared to the saviors? Destru- annihilating the saviors, yeah. every Inclu- one of them, including the previous week where they seem more incompetent than ever because they had three three of Rick's Rick and the gang, you know, dead to rights, <laughs> and they still messed that up. 
yeah. but this is the week <laughs> where Daryl, the most, you know, the superhero of this show, the man who's killed tanks and people with RPGs, somehow is out, outflanked by the by the the guy that that duped him the first time. Uh, <laughs> you know, fool Dwight, me once, shame this on guy you. Dwight. Fool me yeah. twice. Dwight needs to, you know, get a medal because I don't know what he's doing right, but it's working against Daryl apparently. He's got Daryl's number because usually Daryl's pretty. You know, attuned he's to what's tracker. coming up around like, him. And, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's Daryl. He's essentially Swamp yeah. Thing. Like, he should be able right. to just outdo anything in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... and it, yeah. I mean, I, I guess they were just, you know, he... You know, Glenn was, like, feverishly trying to tell him to, you know... At first, just, like, no, don't, don't do this, don't do this. And then, obviously, he saw that Dwight was flanking him and tried to get his attention, but he couldn't speak, and so... Which, again, and that Daryl's huge should, blood spatter. Daryl I mean, needs to be smart in this. Daryl is not this dumb, where you see your person clear... Like, you're not dumb, right? You're watching Glenn make a face, even though he's a gag and he can't talk. You understand... You need to do something about this right now. Something bad is going to happen. Like that, yeah. you're you're already watching your friend who's tied up. There's no like mystery concerning the fact that they're in trouble, and that by making weird noises is not saying, "Hey, we're in trouble." It's saying, "Hey, be careful." There's crazy <laughs> happening around you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh, by the way, Dwight isn't around, and I'm tied up. Like, okay, why would you know? It, it's like. If he's or not like, there, why he's got Rosita else, and him so like right next to each other? Like these two, like they know how to flank yeah. people. They know yeah. how to get a handle on a scene. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it seems so. Ma- it seems just like there's so much machination to get you exactly where they need to be, as opposed to naturally following through on things. And that annoys yep. me. I mean, that's yeah. that's not smart writing, guys. That's like that. That's we need to set this up for next week, and that's boring. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, what gets me sometimes with the show is the unevenness. You know, the zombies are as smart as they need to be to yeah. f- advance the plot. Like, you know, if they need to be slow and bumbling where you could basically just kind of saunter up and stab them in the head, they'll be that way. But if they need to, one random one walks and you don't hear it or see it and it bites you on the back of the neck and you're dead, it's like that, you know, it's it's like uneven uh, in that respect and stuff like this happens and it's the same way. It's like, okay, we've seen countless examples of where this guy is the ultimate tracker and, you know, and gets the, gets one up on everybody. And yet a guy that he should be extremely wary of getting one up on him because he's done it already is able to mm-hmm. get one up on him again. It's like, mm, in terms of the blood splatter, Craig, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a mix. I think it's, you know, a little stylized in terms of like, we need to emphasize that sure. someone got shot right now because they, right. cause they, cause they do immediately double back on it. It was like, he'll be all right, which is, I think it's, he'll be all right. What do you yeah, tell you shot in the it looks shoulder? That way. Which does, but it happens so quick. Which does like, spurt blood. I mean, it, well, it's, it's obviously supposed to make you jump. It's supposed to make you think, Daryl just right. got shot. But then, sure. And then it's like, we don't want another d- dumpster Glenn situation, so let's make sure to add an ADR line saying, he's all right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, it's funny. They were talking in, in The Talking Dead, and they were talking about, you know, people got shot. It's like, Carl's been shot twice, and he's still <laughs> around. So it's like, you know, just because you're shot doesn't mean it's a, you know, you're dead. But yeah, so that's that's how we uh, end the episode. Yep. <laughs> so our sponsor this week for the Walking Dead TV podcast is Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Uh, we are headed towards the end of the month, uh, so new solicits aren't quite up yet, uh, and you still have time to get in your March orders. Uh, so if you want to get those in, do so quickly. Uh, so next week we'll have a bunch of new solicits up that uh, we should be able to talk about. Um and clue everybody in on. 
Um, but until then, definitely head on over to DCBService.com where you could save a ton of money on all of your comic pre-orders, uh, 20, 30, 50, even at times 75% off of new number ones they do occasionally. Um, always great deals, fantastic customer service, uh, never have any, any problems with the orders. Uh, there's tons of Walking Dead stu- Dead related merchandise. Of course, all of the trades, the current issues, uh, any of the cool little uh, knickknacks and uh, figurines they have as well. Um, and if you want to catch up on the older stuff, if you if you want to catch up on either the compendiums for The Walking Dead or maybe you're into the hardcovers or the uh, trade paperbacks, you can head on over to their sister stock a sister site instocktrades.com and you can save huge on all of the the older walking dead related trades hardcovers omnibuy compendiums um, if there's a way that robert kirkman can package the walking dead he will find a way and do so um so definitely head on over and check them out uh we thank discount comic book service for their support of the walking dead tv podcast Busters, can, who wants to go first? Go. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. I'm honestly at, at three busters. I um, I I was less on this one than last week, which I had issues with based off just kind of the book ending of it, which was Carol's departure, where I, I like the two main plot lines. This this week, I really like that Rick and Morgan stuff, and I wish I could celebrate the episode more for it because I want the I want episodes to do more stuff like that more often, but. I've had this problem for a few weeks now. I just feel like the pacing's been kind of off where I just, I'm, I, I keep, I watch these episodes and I'm wondering, we're still going, huh? We're still, we're just still doing this. And we get to these points that seem like, all right, that's exciting to just because based off a visceral reaction to something. But at the same time, very few things felt organic where you have characters, you don't need to be walking around, going outside to places. You have them doing things that don't seem reasonable because we need to make sure the saviors are now suddenly a threat. And it it just it I'm I'm calling the show out on their BS when it comes to like writing certain scenes that just feel very inorganic. So because of that, this episode, while it has good stuff in it, it's not a bad episode of television. It's just not a great episode of The Walking Dead. So I'm I admire certain things, but not a ton of things. So I'll end a three out of five. I'll give it a three and a half. Uh, I've been giving these build-up episodes, the last couple of them, like 3.75s. This one I really had a problem with because the motivations of these characters, as I alluded to earlier, is really driving me crazy. Again, we see people going out hunting for other people who are out on some quest. It, it's We've been there. We've done that. They could have handled the plot a little bit more smoothly and i don't I just again looking for groups of people is not interesting to me we've seen this before we, we know they're all captured now it's like spin the wheel who's going to get it next week and it, they could have got to this point a little bit smoother i did like the scenes with like i said with, with, with morgan and rick that is awesome that is some great acting right there that the whole scene at the truck with carol very very cool uh, I, I like that as well. It would have been probably a little bit lower uh, on my rating if it wasn't. If I didn't enjoy those, those two aspects this episode as much, but um, solid three and a half. The motivations and the plot could have been better. And as we all know, it seems like it's all going to be wrapped up. We hope 
next week, and uh, I think this is what everyone's been waiting for. I didn't even get to how confusing I found the Carol stuff to be. Like, as much as I like that one scene, I really hate the ambiguity we're given on what actually happens by the end of that scene. But the, well, Yeah, there's a blood trail. Like, where where does she end up? It's like, okay, are they, is Morgan still going to track that trail? Yeah, so, that- I mean, well, hopefully, I, I don't want to go too much into it, but uh, yeah, we just... We have to wait till next week now to figure that out, and that's just that's a little, and, and then one other thing about that too, real quick. The, the that second driver that was in the truck, he's following the trail too. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Isn't he on the trail looking for her? We never pick back up with that guy. Yeah, I mean he's carrying carrying his her uh, rosary right now. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. I will give it a three seven five. I was going to give it a three and a half, but the protein bar <laughs> callback bumped it that quarter point for me. But yeah, pretty much echo what what you guys have said already. So, over at the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast, uh, we've got a pretty good Facebook group over there uh, where we put up uh, a buster thread after every episode, or I should say, uh, usually Aaron or Craig puts up the thread after every episode. Uh, So you could leave your buster ratings after every episode. Um, And so if you want to become a member, it is a closed group. Uh, but we pretty much will, you know, let everybody in. Uh, so if you want to be in on the group and post stuff and make comments and all that cool stuff, um, it's a it's a pretty light group. Uh, you know, we 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 don't heavily police it, um, but you know there hasn't been any need to do so at this point anyway. Uh, so again, Facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV. Seven hundred and forty nine members uh, as of this recording. So eleven new since last week. Great group. March into 1,000. Big time. Um, okay, so we will go through what the Facebook folks have said. Um, first up, Cheryl Morris Goodman, 4.0 apples in bed out of 5. Honestly, this episode felt like hurting cats. Why everybody had to go running off, I don't know. It's like the old horror film trope where people keep splitting off and going to look in the dirty, scary old barn, all alone, and you're screaming at the TV for them to just stay put. Tense episode overall. Uh, Brent Jones writes, Four, so what happened to the savior that was following Rick? Out of five, does Dwight and Co. Benino just wander around the woods nonstop? At least his group is mostly competent, unlike the rest of the saviors. Loved Carol's gun sleeve. DeRay Irvin says, I'm going to give this episode... Three stolen protein bars out of five. Carl needs to tell Glenn and Daryl to stay the hell in the house. Yeah, that's a switch. I'm just so frustrated and concerned for every member of the group. Can't wait for next week's finale. Susan Monk, 2.5 episodes killing time until Negan arrives out of five. (laughs) Really felt like a filler episode, and I didn't like that feeling at all. I did love all the love at the beginning of the episode, though. Hashtag Rochelle forever. Um, Mike Jones writes, four search parties and speeches out of five. A little chatty and slow moving at times. Too many search parties of random people with a cause. I think Dwight and shot Daryl in the shoulder, but nothing fatal. Dwight sure has some ninja hillbillies on his squad to get the drop on the gang week after next. Get to Negan, get to Lucille. Oh, we're getting there. Max Sofer, three hilltop spears out of five. This episode is exactly why I have a hard time rating these lately. It's well shot, looks great, acted well, solid writing, moves the story towards the finale, and yet I don't like it enough to give it a four. Adam Fata, I will give it four awful cliffhangers out of five. Do we need another almost death fake out? I enjoy the Carl, Rick, and Morgan parts of the episode. Darren Appel writes, four Lucille engraved handguns out of five. I would hate to mess with Carol when she is feel when she is feeling bloodthirsty. 
Uh, Pacifist Carol is badass. Let us hope Morgan and Carol can settle the differences and get back to Alexandria in time to make a difference. Carl Hooker, 4.5 Knights of Who Say Knee, running away out of five. <laughs> I actually really like this setup episode because I knew that's all it was going to be. I couldn't help like feeling a sense of d- dread around every corner and every speech. They've done a great job of scattering our group, so it's anyone's guess who goes next week. Right now, Glenn, Daryl, Morgan, Michonne, and Rosita are all in play. Even Maggie. Well, Carl, if you haven't yet, vote in the poll. We'll see what happens. Roger Austin. Four truckloads of incompetent saviors out of five. Another great Carol moment. Really like the Morgan-Rick interaction. Had Daryl been a part of the convo, he's he's have brought up sparing Dwight's life has led to. Maybe not every life is precious. Looks like Negan is finally showing up at the finale, which should lead to half a season of the sa- Savior <laughs> dominating our heroes, uh, both dreading and looking forward to seeing Lucille in uh, action. Karen writes, three sewn-in shotguns out of five. I love Carol's scene and thought it was a pretty clunky episode overall. Why did Glenn, Rosita, and Michonne have to retrieve Daryl? A contrived way to get them all in danger. Andrew Lincoln and Lady James are brilliant actors, but it's, mm. it's the same philosophical conversations again and again. The only thing I liked about it was Morgan's recognition that there was no good or bad, only if the bad drags one down. In all, it was a good setup for the finale, but I wish the road to get there was a little tighter. Rob Cook, 3.75, horrendous cliffhangers out of five. Lots of plate spinning in this episode. Didn't understand why so many people had to leave Alexandria when they know a battle is ahead of them. A pretty poor strategy. I would have thought roll on next week and Negan. Luke Smith, four out of five. Great episode, though. I liked. I think Daryl uh, getting shot here guarantees him safe passage in the finale. Yeah, I think we, mm. we agree with that. Uh, Negan won't bother killing an already wounded man. Daryl is safe. See that picture he put up? That's pretty funny. Don't worry. Daryl rolled underneath the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> under that's the, pretty good. And yes. uh, lastly, uh, Jim Dietz's favorite name to say, Richard Chopper Charrington wrote 4.5. What the hell just happened at the end out of five? Really enjoyed this episode and what a great cliffhanger to set us up for the finale. Fox UK showed us the trailer for next week's episode and the teaser trailer showed us Negan. Can't wait. Yeah, we saw that same trailer and it's it looks great. Actually, it came out early, but... It didn't really spoil anything for those of us that watched it. Yeah. I haven't, actually. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that it's there, and I don't watch the next ons. So it's like, I mean, yeah. I, okay. I don't assume it's like something huge. It's just more like, hey, that's You see thing. the bat. You see, you see Negan's back, and you hear him talk a little bit, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yeah. So it's if, you, you know, if that doesn't spoil it for you, then <laughs> it's worth a watch. It's pretty good. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for responding. Uh, again, you can... Uh, Get all these episodes and many other podcasts at hhwlod.com where you could find uh, the other podcast that I am on, uh, which is It's All Connected, which is a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. You can find Jim Dietz's DC TV podcast uh, there as well. Of course, the Walking Dead TV podcast. Um, And you could find Mr. Craig DeMonda at the Auto Chat Show. We just had the New York International Auto Show coverage, a new episode coming out this week and a lot of cool reviews. So stay tuned for that. And you could find Aaron Newworth, not only on this podcast, but you could find him at Out Now with Aaron and Abe, their movie review podcast. So uh, since none of you heard our discussion of Batman versus Superman, since we did that before we actually started recording, you can find out what him and all the folks have to say at Out Now uh, related to the to 
all of the hubbub related yeah, to you Batman. You can hear me emotionally Superman. break down as I try to review the film with three other guys. <laughs> it's wonderful. I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> but it, it, when's it going up? It should like, go up soon. Um, it should be up with the same day this episode probably is. Okay, arrived, cool. So you should be able to get it now, you listeners. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good uh, good solid episode for sure. And yeah, are we are we do the podcast every week? Talk about movies, and I'm happy to do it. And find it on iTunes and wherever else. Yeah. And don't forget to vote in the poll, folks. Yes. Get on the Facebook page. Vote in the yeah. poll because we are giving away that Blu-ray set. So you don't have to – like I said, you have a whole week to think about it, sleep on it. But make sure to get your vote in and vote by clicking on the actual poll button. Some people are just putting the poll – their answer in the comments. That's not going to do it. you got to actually just click the button. It's real easy and you'll get in. And you can also follow Aaron's writings of The Walking Dead over at the yeah, Young Yeah, write about that every week. I post it late at yes. night on Sundays or early Monday and happy to do it. And I'll also say The Americans is a show I also write about on the same site. And if you like shows that have nothing to do with zombies but everything to do with 80s spy drama, that's a great show. So check it out. It's an awesome show. I love it so much. All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, Abraham's ready to tear someone a new asshole. What else is new? (laughs) Take care. Good night, everybody.